This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Before we get started today and get into today's quote, I want to take just a few minutes and and reflect. Today is a big day. This is the 100th episode of Quotations, and whether you've been with me for this entire ride or this is your very first episode, or you fall somewhere in between, it's certainly been fun and educational and rewarding for me, and I I really do hope that it has been for you as well. Um, Over the last 100 episodes, we've heard or I've read, I guess, great words from across time. We've reached as far back as the 18th century, and we've heard words from as recently as September of last year, uh, which was when Richard Branson brushed the edges of space. I think that's our most recent recent quote. Uh, we've heard from astronauts and housewives and chefs and philosophers, poets, uh, presidents, performers, soldiers, sailors, marines, young and old and everywhere in between. We've done four different interviews with some great guests, and as you can probably guess, I don't chase stats here. I'm 100 episodes in. I don't check to see how many uh, people listen on a regular basis. I don't um, I don't actively pursue trying to build a huge listener base. This isn't that that this is not that for me. I make and I would continue to make this podcast regardless of the download counts and the and the listener counts. Uh, I do this because I believe that words, can be truly transformational, and that they have been for me, and I believe that they can be for you and others as well, and that people who speak and write do so for an explicit, discernible reason, even if it's not readily apparent right out of the gate. Sometimes it's obvious, such as when a commencement speaker gives a speech, right? Clearly those words are meant to impact a generation of soon-to-be graduates, a graduating class. Other times, it's not, and we have to dig a little bit such as we did recently with Ulysses S. Grant, or any of the poetry explications that we've done here. But I do believe that there is always a reason, there's always a goal, and there's always an audience. And that's what I seek to do here. And I can say that 100 episodes in, so far I feel like we've been true to that. Sometimes I've struggled to find the provenance of a quote. Sometimes it's difficult to discern where a quote originated. We have actually corrected the record a couple of times on quotes that are regularly misattributed to the wrong speaker. And today's quote is no exception. Today's quote is actually very difficult to determine the provenance of. And we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But what I want to say to you, listener, is here 100 episodes in that thank you, right? Thank you for what you do. And I will also give you a promise that I will continue to do this for and with you. And when I say the term, you hear me say it from time to time, you hear me say the term, dear listener. And when I say dear listener, I I really mean it. You are dear to me because I know that we all have the same number of hours, minutes, and seconds in a day. In fact, we did a quote about that very thing, if you want to go back in the archives and look for it. And you have chosen to spend a very precious few of those with me. You don't have to do that. There are certainly things you could be doing instead of listening to me talk about words that other people have written or spoken. But you choose to be here. And as I've said before and will say again, I am very grateful for that. 
Sincerely, truly, thank you. And now, because this is the 100th episode, and because I feel grateful, I chose a quote to fit that. So here's today's quote. Quote, At times, our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. End quote. And those are the words of Albert Schweitzer. Albert Schweitzer was born January 14, 1875, in Kaisersburg of the German Empire, which became France after World War I, or became part of France after World War I. He died September 4, 1965, at the age of 90, in Lamberin, in Gabon. Now, Schweitzer learned and played the organ at a young age. As a pastor's son, he attended the Kaiser Wilhelm University in Strasbourg, where he studied Protestant theology. He served a year of compulsory military service in 1894 and received his Ph.D. in theology in 1899 and went on to receive a subsequent M.D. in 1913. And the name Schweitzer is likely familiar to you. You've probably heard his name bantered about in the psychology and medical fields. And Schweitzer spent a fair amount of time as a deacon at the Church of St. Nicholas and eventually became the principal of the, of the Theological College of St. Thomas. He also published numerous Christian philosophical books over many decades. In the mid-19-teens, Schweitzer and his wife traveled to Gabon, then a French colony, which at that time much of Africa was a French colony. And he did so on a mission to bring medicinal care to the Lamberin area. And he treated a number of diseases there, mostly tropical and most ravaging, as you can imagine, especially in the early 20th century. And despite Schweitzer's best of intentions, he was, as many were at the time, quite possibly racist in some of his views of the colonial French Africans. He referred to them often as junior brothers instead of brothers. And in both word and deed, he occasionally came across as more paternalistic, I guess would be the term, towards his African patients and their communities, meaning he saw the world as him being the, the father figure, them being the young children who needed guidance and direction, right? So a little bit of paternalistic behavior towards, towards folks there. Now, all of that said, as usual, Schweitzer did a tremendous good and was eventually awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for, quote, his altruism, reverence for life, and tireless humanitarian work, which has helped making the idea of brotherhood between men and nations a living one, end quote. Now, that is admittedly a very broad and, and difficult to define set of actions, right? From what I could gather, it was not just the founding and administration of a hospital in Gabon that earned him the prize, but for the example that he set, and that was subsequently followed by others, right? So that means that this prize is as much about what others did in imitation of him as it was about what he did himself. So in that way, he had an echoing impact throughout time. And we've talked about this a little bit before, right? We've talked about learning to write or learning to speak well so that your words echo across time. That's a, a great quote that I, that I received a few years ago from a mentor and learning to write so that your words echo across time. Well, Schweitzer's example of going into a poor French colony at the time and doing good there begat a number of imitators who did additional good. So he gets credit from the Nobel Peace Prize Academy, the Nobel Academy, for that work because others imitated it. 
And that's admirable, right? And he also worked and spoke against nuclear tests and other weapons in the latter couple decades of his life following World War II. And fittingly, Schweitzer died in the hospital that he founded in then-liberated Gabon, no longer a French colony. So quite the life indeed for, for Dr. Albert Schweitzer. An organist, a church deacon, a theologian, a philosopher, and of course a doctor. And posthumously, an international award for humanitarianism is awarded in his name annually for those who have made exemplary contributions to humanity and to the environment. Again, a very broad category. But clearly here, we have someone who did a lot of good for a lot of people. And this is a philosophy that he carried with him throughout his life. The notion that all life is to be respected significantly informed his anti-nuclear weapon stance. Right? It makes perfect sense. If all life is to be respected and nuclear weapons are a massive detriment to that life, therefore it's easy to, it becomes very easy to see how he arrived at the conclusion that nuclear weapons should be avoided, should be banned, should be outlawed, as it were. And as we would expect, anyone who took on such difficulty and viewed so great a hardship as he did in the jungles of Gabon, in the, in the river basin there where his, his mission was set up, he experienced a significant burden, and that led to burnout. And, and we know that burnout is a very real thing. It's very hard to ingest and bear witness to as much suffering as one must in these environments without some type of burnout. Right. And today's quote is indicative of that. Right. Here we have Dr. Schweitzer speaking, certainly from his own experiences. In these trying times and trying areas and trying situations that he found himself as a result of founding this mission and, and working in this hospital there. And he spent decades there, decades. And as I mentioned earlier, today's quote is another one of difficult provenance. And I employed all the tools in my toolbox to attempt to find the original writing or speech or wherever this originated. And aside from reading literally every piece of writing by Dr. Schweitzer, which would take quite some time, I assure you, I have been unable to find the actual original writing of this. Now, it's everywhere. If you Google even a portion of this quote or you Google Schweitzer's name and quotes, you will find that this quote is always amongst the list of things that he said, and clearly it resonates with people, and that's great. But of course, as usual, we like to try to dive a little bit deeper here, and sadly, for this quote, add it to the short list of quotes that the provenance is indeterminable at this point, at least by me. Regardless, here's the quote one more time, and then we'll explore it just a little bit. Again, Dr. Schweitzer says, quote, At times, our light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to thank with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. End quote. And again, this is a man who spent decades deep in the heart of equatorial Africa amidst myriad diseases and poverty. He certainly could have stayed in France. He could have lived a life of relative luxury. Remember, he went to a very prestigious academy. He played the organ growing up. There was no reason other than a calling, other than a desire, other than something within him that drew him to this life of difficulty. Because again, he could have stayed in France 
and focused on the French church and improving it. And he certainly would have had an impact there. Such is the personality of a man like this, where whatever he had set his mind to, he would have certainly done good things. He chose to do them in Gabon, Africa, instead of in France. He could have been doing a lot of good, in fact, in Europe, instead of Africa. But he didn't. Right? Instead, he helped at a mission in some of the harshest conditions and eventually succumbed to old age in the very place where he practiced. Now, certainly, as we can all imagine, this was just, it's just plain hard, right? This was difficult. It was, it was fraught with challenges from both the safety perspective to logistical challenges. We're talking about a river basin in equatorial Africa, even getting medical supplies there, setting up the mission, working there waiting for correspondence or additional supplies to come from Europe must have taken a toll on the man. And you can imagine it did, both physically and mentally and even emotionally and, and spiritually as well. But clearly something kept him going, right? His flame was kept alive by something or, or someone, right? And I suspect that we've all had this type of experience, where we're worn down, we're tired, we might even call ourselves exhausted, and not even to necessarily to the point of completely giving up, right? But merely just in need of a pick-me-up, right? In need of that little shot in the arm to keep going. And that is what Schweitzer is acknowledging here in this quote. And sometimes we need this from someone else. While other times we are this for someone else. And we will occupy both of those roles at one point or another in our lives. It's inevitable. At some point, you will need the pick-me-up. It does not matter how strong you are. It does not matter how tough, how resilient, how practiced you are. There will come a time where you will be challenged. And even if you don't overtly recognize it, a word of encouragement, something to rekindle your flame will come your way, and it will do you good. And other times you will do that for other people. At other times, people will be challenged. People will be stricken with the, the difficulties of life, the path that we all must walk. And they will receive a word of encouragement from you, whether it is deliberate or accidental. You will do something for someone else to rekindle their flame. And that's what Schweitzer is saying here, is that recognize that you need this from time to time. We all need this from time to time. And I would go so far as to say we all give this from time to time, or should, sometimes more deliberately than others. And the reason I chose this quote today is because you, dear listener, are this for me. While certainly not the most difficult thing that I've ever done, remaining consistent in this podcast pursuit is not without effort. And I'd be lying if I didn't acknowledge that over nearly two years of weekly episodes, I've considered tossing in the towel. All is part of a natural periodic thought process of, you know, kind of an inquisitive and introspective man such as myself. But every single time, it seems, that I'm considering doing exactly that, someone comments, someone sends a note, someone likes or shares a post or reaches out, and I'm renewed. And if that has been you, and you know who you are, you may not know the impact that that's had on me. But I'm telling you now, thank you for that. Because it does mean something. It is noticed. I'm still 
very much a small independent podcast that sees every like and reads every comment and responds to every note that I get. And those things do matter, and I do appreciate you for that. And this is my reminder to you, and also to myself, as it always is, to make sure that we take the time to renew somebody else's flame when we're able. And that we do what Schweitzer calls for, and think deeply with gratitude of those who have lighted our flames, as I do for you. In short, you've taken care of me, and I appreciate you all for it. Albert Schweitzer would be proud of both of us today. I suspect. And in his honor, I'll close today's episode by stealing a line from one of my most favorite podcasts, where the host, since the pandemic, has signed off each episode with, take care of yourself, and if you can, someone else too. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe, this is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod. Or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks, as always, for listening.